All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. We do not offer tax, accounting, or legal advice. Consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation. All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird & Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC. And a good Sunday morning to you. Time once again for our Invest Wisely segment on the advice line with Walt Sukira, who indeed is the managing partner of Akron Wealth Advisors at 3560 West Marcus Street in Fairlawn, the Fairlawn West office of the R.W. Baird Company here in Akron. Throughout the program, we'll be talking about the stock market, how uh, Akron Wealth Advisors invest their clients' money in individual portfolios of actually individually owned stocks. If you have any questions about that or about the market, you're welcome to call 330-673-1234 or on set of Akron or on WNIR.com. Toll free, it's 800 6694 100. Well, last week, the, the S&P 500 uh, flirted once again with its all-time high it hit earlier this year, but uh, tech stocks continued to get beat up. Uh, give us some more insight on what happened last week in the market. Sure, Bob. Uh, last week was a pretty strong week for stocks overall. Um, as you mentioned, uh, you know, all, all the indices were up last week. The uh, Dow Jones was up uh, 3.8% for the week, finished up 1,005 points, um, we closed at 27,433. Uh, year to date, the Dow's kind of working its way back. It's only down 3.9%. Uh, the NASDAQ was up 2.5%, up 265 points for the week at 11,010. Uh, and again, year to date, up 22%, almost 23, 23%, 22.7. Uh, the S&P was up 2.5, uh, closed at 3,351. And again, year-to-date, up about 3.7%. And the Russell 2000, the small-cap stocks, had a big week, up 6% last week, about $88 to 1569 and now only off about 5.9% year-to-date. So we see the market, you know, continuing to rebound. Um, again, on a lot of really not great news, but just better than expected. Um, you know, the week, if you look at some of the data behind the scenes, um, you know, you see the energy industry continue to suffer. You know, BP put up a $6.7 billion loss, Chevron at $8.3 billion loss, um, Exxon a $1.1 billion loss. Um, you look over, at, you know, overseas and you see GDP numbers like Spain, their GDP was down 18.5% the last quarter, France down 138 uh, Italy off 12.6, and again, that's coming off the heels of our report being down about 10.6. Um, you know, again, when you when you just go through the data, Bob, and you look at, you know, credit card usage is still down about 9%. Um, hotels are off about 35%. Travel off 44 uh, Dining still off about 57%. And TSA traffic is off about 75%. So, again, a lot of data that is still trying to recover. Um, you know, the coronavirus has had its impacts, and 
you know, we just have a very fragile economy right now, and, you know, we're heading into the fall, and, of course, we have the election coming up here in November. And, of course, as we mentioned, some of the tech stocks did not do, uh, do as well. Do you see that trend continuing in the uh, weeks to come? I think, Bob, you know, the tech stocks have had a tremendous run this year. You know, a lot of those big tech names have, uh, you know, hit new highs. And as we said all along, you know, sometimes they take pause. And sometimes you, you see, you know, could be a week, could be a couple months. Uh, I mean, if, if a stock trades back a little bit, you'd almost expect that uh, when you see some of the returns that these stocks have put up here to date. Once again, we're talking to Walt Secura. If you have any questions about the stocks and the stock market, stocks that you hold or are looking to buy, or how Akron Wealth Advisors invest their clients' money in their, their exclusive portfolios of individually owned stocks, give us a call, 330-673-1234, 800-669-4100. Uh, the economic stimulus uh, package number two, I guess we'd call it, the first one expired at the end of July, and uh, Congress has done very little to uh, move forward a second economic stimulus package. The uh, president signed executive orders uh, recently that uh, may or may not be able to put some of the uh, benefits that the stimulus package had previously back into effect. Uh, either way, what, what does that mean to the markets and to investors, whether or not this uh, kind of stimulus comes back to the economy? Yeah, I mean, the the orders the president signed, um, you know, were all four orders that he signed. Um uh, you know, one to extend the unemployment benefit that we've been talking about at $400 a week. Uh, it has expired, that $600 expired on August 1st. Um, also to relieve student borrowers uh, through the end of 2020 for those payments uh, that they have on their student loans. Um, he also deferred payroll taxes until the end of, of the year uh, and extended the uh, federal moratorium on evictions. Um, now, all these orders, I'm sure, will be challenged heavily by the Democrats and the uh, court system. Um, however, I mean, it'll give some confidence to the market, you know, that this administration, this president's willing to do what they need to do to continue to provide some stimulus, uh, you know, which is still needed, Bob. I mean, as we said, a lot of those numbers still look weak. So I, I think, you know, not, from a non-political perspective, um, you know, anytime you have a, an acting president and the current administration willing to really put people first and, and, you know, try to do what's right for the economy, I think that's a, a pretty positive sign. As you mentioned, uh, you have the things in the economy that are really ripping it up uh, is the pandemic that takes uh, most people's attention because it affects uh, individuals uh, like all of us directly. But uh, you also said that this is an election year. Uh, elections are coming up uh, both for the House and, of course, for the uh, executive branch of the of the, of the government. Now, what do, what do you think about investors are thinking about that? Right now, are they all concerned about the election? Uh, do they feel it will have any kind of impact on the market, uh, one way or the other? You know, how do investors look at politics, basically? Yeah, politics are a big input, Bob. Um, you know, we're 86 days away from November 3rd. Um, you know, anytime there's change or uncertainty, that's going to you know worry the market. I, I think if you just again from a very non-political perspective, if you just look at these two. Uh, candidates and their agendas, um, it, you know, just kind of working out a playbook. You know, we, we kind of say, okay, you know, well, let's prepare for both scenarios. It would seem that, you know, if President Trump's reelected and and if the Republicans retain the Senate, um, that would probably be pretty good for technology, financial stocks, uh, smaller companies. Uh, the negatives that we would see is probably the continued tensions with China and uh, the trade situation. Uh, if the Democrats 
you know, win uh, the White House and, you know, control the House uh, and the Senate, which is a possibility, um, you know, there would be a lot of changes. And I think you'd have to look more towards things like uh, infrastructure and probably green energy. Um, I think you'd start worrying about technology stocks uh, with the regulation. I think you'd worry about companies that rely heavily on minimum wages um, just by some of the agendas that you see out there. Um, and, and again, if, if uh, the Democrats win, you know, the House and, and the Republicans keep the Senate, then I think that's probably what the market would feel is a, a pretty much a tie scenario, and and that always bodes pretty well for for the stock market. And then I think we'd continue to look at the things that have been driving the market. And I think healthcare would be probably a pretty big winner as we go forward. So, um, you know, there's just competing visions for the economy. I think you know. Again, from a non-political perspective, I think that the current administration believes the U.S. economy has a lot of resiliency and uh, there should be less government intervention. And, you know, basically we should, you know, continue along some of the policies that came prior to the pandemic. And I think from the the Biden and Democratic, you know, uh, side, they probably look for a lot of changes, repealing some of those tax breaks that were given and, uh, you know, really kind of... uh, try to help the the smaller guy out a little bit more. I think they're targeting uh, the top 1% of, you know, of, of uh, earners uh, with some additional taxes. So uh, just, you know, just, again, you got to look at these things through a, a proper lens, but they are important to investment scenarios. Uh, many years ago, I heard uh, the comment about uh, the market and politics that what the market really likes is a political stalemate in Washington, like uh, we've had for, for several years now, even before the last election, where one party controls a part of the government, another party controls the other part of the government. And essentially what they like about that is that nothing really gets done. Everything kind of stays the same because they're fighting with each other all the time. And historically, if you look back at some of the best markets we've had recently, like the run-up in the 90s, Every one of those markets, uh, in politically, they had, uh, again, uh, basically a stalemate uh, on Capitol Hill between the two parties. So I guess what the market really likes is uh, no change at all, just things going along uh, like they are and, and predictably. Yeah, I think you're right, Bob, and it's a sad commentary on politics, but I think the less they do, you know, is, is probably the best. And when you do have a split uh, in, in those executive branches, uh, it definitely helps keep everybody in check. Let's take some calls now. Walt Secure is with us. He is the managing partner of Akron Wealth Advisors, and we can uh, take our time to open up our Stock Talk segment. Again, if you have any questions about individual stocks that you're looking at, have invested in, or considering buying or selling, whether it's in your retirement accounts or in your investment accounts, uh, give Walt a call this morning, 330-673-1234 or 800-669-4100. Good morning. You're on WNIR. Morning. I wondered uh, what Walt thinks about Corning symbol G L W. Corning gorilla, uh, gorilla Glass and the fiber optics for uh, 5G. Yeah, Corning was a stock that we actually held for a good amount of time in our core equity portfolio. Um, we did sell it earlier in the year. Um, you know, the trend line for us just you know showed a lot of weakness. I mean, if you go back over the last four quarters, you see. Uh, revenue declining, you know, 13 percent. The quarter before down 15 percent. The quarter before down seven. The quarter before down two. Um, so even coming into this year, you know, there was there was some weakness in revenues and earnings. A great technology company. You know, this is again one of those ones where company is is amazing and what they produce and what they do is is top notch products. But 
doesn't translate all the way to to a great stock sometimes. And I, I think you know the fundamentals and uh, the financial metrics they just don't show the financial power they did in the past, and it's it's one that we moved away from. Uh huh. What about genuine parts? Symbol GPC. Genuine parts. Yeah, GPC is one that we do follow. Um, it's in my research universe. Um, again, uh, being impacted pretty heavily uh, by the the pan- pandemic and you know by the slowdown in the economy. But you know, I think any of the parts companies, I think there's a cycle for those, and uh, you know, there's a, a potential for you know some good things in the future. Again, not one we're currently buying, but uh, again, good quality company. Um, yeah, I think there's there is uh, you know longer per- term potential with something like Genuine Parts. Uh, okay, thank you. Thank you for your call. Good question there, and you can ask Walt the same kind of questions by calling 330-673-1234 or outside of Akron on WNR.com. It's that toll-free line is available also, 800-669-4100. Uh, again, again, what's been happening in the market, the results are being reported by so many companies. Uh, Disney. Now, Disney, its quarter three results were reported last week, and they were rather mixed, and they blamed that a lot on, of course, the coronavirus uh, pandemic. Uh, their new release, uh, Mulan, is coming to uh, premium video on demand this fall, rather than going through theaters, which are mostly closed. Uh, this is, again, uh, strategies that they're adapting to the so-called new normal of the pandemic. Uh, do you think this is a good thing for Disney? And uh, it has been a heck of a holding in your core equity strategy for some time. Are you going to hold on to Disney, or do you think it's time maybe to sell until maybe the pandemic uh, settles things out and we get back to more traditional entertainment venues? Yeah, Bob, this is one that we held. Uh, we evaluated it heavily coming into the pandemic. We knew it would be effective greatly because of the parks and, and their cruise lines, which is about 40% of revenues. Uh, they were hit hard. I mean, their earnings were down quite a bit, 42% for, I'm sorry, revenues were off 42% for the quarter, uh, $11.8 billion versus 20.3 the year prior. Earnings were off about 94%. They showed a small profit of $0.08 cents a share uh, versus the $1.34 the year prior. So um, nothing that we didn't expect here. Um, the bright spot, again, is their Disney Plus service. They have 60 million subscribers now. Uh, they're launching in North Europe, Latin America, Indonesia uh, through the calendar year here. That's that's a pretty big growth rate as far as subscribers in a short period of time. They have an incredible amount of content. And I think, um, you know, bringing Mulan, their their new release in September, to, to Disney Plus subscribers. And I think they're going to offer that at a $30 price range, which is a little bit of a premium. It'll be a little bit of a test for them. But I, I think, you know, with the uncertainties of theaters and, and the – the pandemic, I think it's a it's an interesting move, a bold move, and one that you know could pay offered for Disney. It might change really uh, the future of entertainment, you know, as far as the way theaters go and how releases are done in the future. So it'll be quite interesting to watch that in September. It was already changing uh, prior to the pandemic. Seems like the pandemic had just put the pedal to the metal, so to speak, and accelerated these changes, uh, which may have been inevitable anyway. So the companies that are, are positioned to take advantage of those changes uh, will probably do the best of, of any of them. That's correct, Bob. I think you're absolutely right on there that uh, a lot of these trends were already there. We could already see them. And, and it, this is just accelerating, I think, a lot of what is pretty natural behavior and the changes that people wanted to see anyway. Let's talk about now some of the uh, smaller cap names and your small mid-cap strategy portfolios for your clients. Now let's talk about, like about Facebook. 
Facebook's all over the news for many other reasons right now, but as far as an investment, is it a buy or a sell this summer? Um, yeah, I mean, Facebook is one that we continue to own. Uh, we, we like Facebook. Again, they came up with a really nice quarter. Um, uh, revenues were up 11%. Uh, earnings were up 98% this last quarter. And again, one that we, we think has, again, become pretty ingrained into people's uh, daily lives. I mean, the amount of users that are here um, and their advertising has done very, very well. And uh, as I said, you're going to hold on to that and uh, and keep it through this uh, rest of the year, at least. Yeah, absolutely. I don't I don't see us selling Facebook at this point. I think it's uh, part of our core portfolio, and I and I see that you know being in there for for a period of time. Another online company, there's a uh, Etsy that you've been invested in, and they put up some pretty good numbers with their earnings report. Uh, uh, again, remind listeners who aren't familiar with these kind of companies what Etsy is and why you like it. Yeah, Etsy is a global marketplace with really unique and creative goods that are out there, Bob. Um, uh, really what's happened is during this pandemic, um, a lot of people are making masks and they're selling them on Etsy. Uh, there's over been 4 million new buyers that have been on Etsy by their estimates uh, through the quarter. Uh, they have 60 million active buyers and about 3 million active sellers. And again, a lot of really interesting uh, crafts and uh, specialty products on Etsy. Uh, they compete very well against the, you know, a platform like Amazon because uh, the products that you find on Etsy are very, very unique. Uh, their quarter was really impressive. Uh, sales were up 137 uh, percent. They did 428 million for the quarter versus 181 the year prior in this, those three months, and earnings were up 436 percent, Bob, for the quarter. Uh, 75 uh, cents a share versus 14 cents the year prior. And again, this is a company that had a lot of momentum going into the pandemic, growth in its own right. But I think some of the stay at home and the fact that people are online searching for things like like masks um, are, are really driving more people to this website. And it's a very impressive website. Um, they do a really good job with repeat buyers. Once you buy something on there, you know, the repeat buyers are at about uh, 45%. Uh, so people use the platform once they're on it. It's it's very very interesting, and anybody who hasn't looked at it, I tell you, you know, get at, go to Etsy.com and just see the types of products that are out there. Very very unique, very very interesting products. Uh, again, another trend that has been accelerated by the pandemic, but which was already there, and it is probably the future of a of much of the marketing and the buying and selling in the in the world, not just in America. So Etsy is a, again a very interesting investment, and I know you're going to hold on to that uh, while it continues to do so well. Let's talk about another another investment that you have, Yeti, uh, which has nothing to do with the abominable snowman that I'm aware of. Uh, so <laughs> tell us about Y-E-T-I, Yeti, this stock, and they too had a very good quarter. Yeah, Yeti's a great little company. Um, of course, they make a lot of the coolers and um, uh, you know, the, the little handheld uh, drinkware that people carry around. Um, Yeti is uh, it's really popular with outdoorsmen and, and people that are outdoors a lot. Uh, if you ever seen their coolers, Bob, they're very premium priced. Um, you know, five, six hundred, seven hundred dollars for a cooler, which, you know, you wouldn't think people would pay that. But again, it's that whole trading up mentality that, you know, it's a, it's a high price cooler, but it's a low price luxury. And, you know, people that like things cold like them cold. And, and Yeti surely does that. I, I have one, and I know I had it out in the heat for a few days, and I had ice in it, and I was surprised, you know, almost a week, and that ice was still in the cooler. So it definitely performs very well. Um, but, you know, they had a really nice quarter. Revenues were up 7%. Earnings were up 37%. And I think in the pandemic, with a lot of people being outdoors and spending more time uh, 
uh, doing those type of recreational activities. I mean, Yeti is, is positioned well, and they've, they've done very well through the pandemic as well. And if they can ever get a picture of the abominable snowman carrying a Yeti pack, well, they'd go through the roof then, wouldn't it? Uh, there you go. There's there's a little uh, little marketing uh, there. Logo that would work for sure. <laughs> <laughs> now another another small cap stock that you are interested in is called Match Group. Over 45 brands of online dating sites. That's something that maybe a lot of people aren't aware of. Talk about Match Group. Well, Bob, you know, over 40% of all relationships in the U.S. now start online, uh, which is pretty fascinating. Uh, They have over uh, 10 uh, million average subscribers uh, that come into the platform on a continuous basis. Uh, You know, it basically is a place where you can interact and meet with, you know, people and and date. Uh, They have the popular sites, obviously, Match.com. Uh, Tinder, OkCupid, okay Plenty of Fish, Metric, uh, all these different websites were, you know, 45 of them out there. And uh, very popular across all cultures, um, very, very diverse. Uh, they're, you know, they offer them in 40 different languages all around the world. Um, and this is a company, again, that's done very well. Uh, you know, in a, a pandemic world where, you know, social distancing is there, I guess if you want to meet people, it's a good way to still do it. Uh, sales up 12% for the quarter, earnings up 13% for the quarter. And, uh, again, a, a position in that small-cap portfolio has done pretty well for us. What is the uh, current trading price of Match Group? Uh, Match Group's trading currently at 115 a share. It's near mm-hmm. high, Bob. Hmm. So, again, that's called the Match Group. And uh, which portfolio do you have that in? That's in the small mid-cap. All right. Let's talk about some, again, retail stocks. Uh, one of your favorite retail stocks for a long time has been Costco, a rather established uh, brick-and-mortar retail uh, organization. Now, they didn't report any earnings, but they did give you some sales updates last week. Now, is that report encouraging to you? It really is, Bob. Yeah, they continue to you know report really good sales traffic. Again, there was a lot of concern that, you know, in the early part of the pandemic when everybody was panicking and buying all the toilet paper in the world, uh, that that might be a short-lived, um, you know, uh, kind of burst for these retail stocks. But Costco continues to advance. I mean, their July sales were up over 14%. Uh, the stock's trading at a new high. Uh, closed the week at around $340 a share. Uh, and, again, uh, it's been a long-term position, our core equity uh, portfolio. Uh, their membership model is so unique, the way that they drive revenues, and they bring a lot of value. Uh, to people that go there. I know that, you know, a lot of the people I know that are Costco uh, people, that's where they go. It's where they want to go. And, you know, it's it's once they get branded in there and people establish those behaviors, they definitely don't change very often. It's one of the few of the physical uh, stores, if you will, that actually is doing doing okay. The others are, are of course, stumbling and declaring uh, bankruptcy and the like, but Costco seems to have, a, have that model that keeps it going. It really does. Great business model. Uh, we talk about business model. That's a good term. Let's talk about what that term really means and how it helps make an investment decision. When you talk about a business model, exactly what is that and how is that helpful when you consider companies for investment? Yeah, but When I was teaching at Case Western Reserve, I ran into this back in 2005. It was a model put together by Alexander Osterwalder, and uh, it has nine components to it. Um, and, and it's really kind of a great little framework uh, to think about a company. Uh, you look at key partners, uh, you look at key activities, you look at key resources, um, the value proposition of the actual you know, business, uh, the customer relationships, uh, the channels that they operate in, uh, the customer segments, the cost structures, and then the revenue streams. 
And, it, and it's interesting when you do this, Bob, and you force your way through a mental model whenever you're considering a stock, if you think of those nine components, I think you end up with a better result because you, you don't really leave any stones unturned. And uh, it's been a very important model for me in the way that I think about stocks, and I, I use it consistently. Again, we're talking to Walt Secura of Akron Wealth Advisors. They are affiliated, of course, with the Robert W. Baird Company, and their offices are at 3560 West Market Street here in Fairlawn. They also provide financial planning, retirement planning, estate plan reviews, uh, uh, RMD calculations, uh, Roth conversion analyses, Social Security analyses, tax reviews, uh, stock option analyses, transaction tax analysis, all this through the, uh, again, not only with the people that they have in the Akron office, but through the, the vast resources of the R.W. Baird Company company. And uh, we also mentioned last week, you have a new branch now in Washington, Pennsylvania, and a new partnership that uh, you uh, just began uh, recently. Yes, Susan J. Marshall, a long-term colleague of mine, we joined uh, as partners. And uh, I was actually there this week with her uh, working on some uh, accounts and some relationships. And uh, we're very excited about that relationship. And again, is that actually called a you know, what, R.W. Baird or Akron Wealth Advisors, or what is the name of the firm itself? Well, yeah, it's Susan's Marshall's practice in Washington, PA. We, we're, we're stumbling over the name a little bit because we did name our group Akron Wealth Advisors, which doesn't work well for her and her market. But no, we'll particularly. have to figure that out, Bob. <laughs> and also, you um, here locally at the Akron Wealth Advisors office, you have a new team member. Yeah, we, we brought Abby Talbot into our team. Um, Abby brings a lot of customer uh, service experience and uh, uh, we always want to improve our customer relationships and the way that, you know, people are treated and how they, you know, experience our firm. And Abby will be working along with Allison Heim and uh, Sue Schechter here in the office to uh, make sure that anybody that calls in gets the top-level service that they deserve. And once again, the office is at 3560 West Market Street in Fairlawn. Their local number is 234 Four six six seven four seven six. You have to dial all that number two three four four six six seven four seven six. Toll free. It's eight four four three eight eight four nine five three. Eight four four three eight eight four nine five three. You can also look at their website at akronwealth.rwbaird.com. That's b a b a i r d b a i r d. akronwealth.rwbaird.com. Dot com. So as we go into yet another week, uh, the I guess the dog days of summer are going to officially start when the uh, serious dog star rises in the sky. Sky, and that means uh, what for the stock market? Well, I, I think Bob. Next week, we continue to watch all the things we've been watching. Uh, we still have you know a lot of companies that will be reporting earnings. Um, uh, companies like Berkshire report this week. Uh, Cisco Applied Materials. Um, you know, a lot of the earnings reports are in the books, but again, any any data that we get from a, from a company is helpful and helps build the, those mental models that we use and how we think about the markets and so forth. Plus, it's always great to hear Berkshire and you know see what Warren Buffett's up to and what he says, uh, you know, during their their report. And then uh, we also get some uh, economic data next week. You know, we'll get non-farm payrolls. We'll get a look at inflation. Uh, we got producer price index and consumer price index on Tuesday and Wednesday, uh, and also some retail sales numbers at the end of the week. So all that data is important. We pay attention to it, Bob, and it, and it continues to build the framework of, of how we look at investments. Is, is late summer a good time for someone to have their portfolio reevaluated or their investment strategies are reevaluated by somebody like you? 
I think it's a great time right now, especially heading in as we talked 86 days from now. The world could change pretty dramatically again based on this election. We also have the potential of uh, you know, the second wave. And I think it's really important to continue to look at risk levels of your portfolio. And everybody kind of got a little bit of a chance, you know, with the market stabilizing to maybe reallocate and change some things around. So I think it's a great time to do a comprehensive review. We'd be happy to do that with anyone that uh, wants to call in and have us do that for them. Give Walt Secure and his team a call at Akron Wealth Advisors. It's 234-466-7476. Akron Wealth Advisors, Walt Secure and his team, 234-466-7476. When you call, tell them that you heard him on WNIR Kent Akron, 234-466-7476. Walt, have a good week. We'll talk to you next Sunday. You too, Bob. During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed. BP, PLC, symbol BP. Chevron Texaco Corporation, symbol CVX. Costco Wholesale Corporation, symbol COST. The Walt Disney Company, symbol DIS. Corning Inc., symbol GLW. Etsy Inc., symbol ETSY. Exxon Mobil Corporation, symbol XOM. Facebook Inc., symbol FB. Genuine Parts Company, symbol GPC. Yeti Holdings Inc., symbol YETI. Please note that Robert W. Baird Incorporated makes a market in all of the securities of these companies discussed during today's broadcast. In addition, Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated and or its affiliates managed or co-managed a public offering of securities for Yeti Holdings, Inc., Y-E-T-I, in the past 12 months. In addition, Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated and its affiliates have received investment banking compensation from Yeti Holdings, Inc., symbol Y-E-T-I, in the past 12 months.